in regards to being an expert, I think there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves to be an expert in order to teach or share or educate. And I think the expert title comes in when you just have the passion to learn and to share. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together let's find your unique balance. Today, I am joined by a fellow podcast host who is giving aspiring and expecting first-time mums support. She is not a mum, but a mama in training and also an actor. I'm so glad she reached out to be on the show today. Jess Lorian, a very warm welcome to the Balance Theory podcast. It's so lovely to have you on the show. Erica, thank you so much. As I mentioned to you before, I've been listening for a really long time, so it's such a pleasure to be here. No, likewise. I I always love when um, a, a listener kind of comes forward and shares with me their story, their journey, something really interesting that they do. And then that leads to me having them on the podcast. So thank you for reaching out. Um, Just so our listeners and and I guess the other balancers in our community get a little bit of a feel for who you are and what you do. Can you share just that? Yeah, absolutely. So I live in New York City, as you mentioned, but I'm actually currently from Massachusetts, but not too far, just a hop, skip and a jump over there. Um, And I actually went to school and for a majority of my life, I've focused on acting. And I, I am an actor, so I went to school for musical theater. And I traveled the country for two years in a regional tour, in a national tour, worked a lot regionally. And um, then I sort of, I'm while I'm still acting, I focus a little bit more on TV, film, and commercial now. But I ended up having a circumstance health-wise that threw me into another world. I had to put a pause on my theater career and I got inspired to start a podcast. And basically what I do, (laughs) even though I am not yet a mom, is I have a podcast about motherhood. And so it's something really unique and different, but it's been inspiring me every single day. And it's just a place where I can use my creativity And then in my personal period of waiting to become a mom, I get an opportunity to learn everything that I possibly can, which I think is something that we don't do very often. So I have my podcast, Mamas in Training, and uh, release episodes on that. And yeah, it's it's just a nice way to combine the creativity that I've always grown up with and, you know, a sense of voiceover (laughs) with learning about something that you know, we study everything else. We prepare for a lot of things. You know, we we prepare for our career. We prepare for college, all these things, but we rarely actually prepare and study motherhood. And we just end up being thrown into it and not know what sort of hit us. Uh, so I'm trying to yeah. change the conversation around that. Absolutely. I really love that you're coming at it from an angle where you're not yet a mom, because I think you bring Um, And I say this because I have interviewed a lot of other people who have like podcasts about motherhood and and they themselves are mothers, which obviously they bring their own expertise to it. But I think coming from the position you're in, you bring a fresh curiosity to it where a lot of people in that boat, like myself, 
you'd be asking the questions that I don't know about rather than, you know, assuming that people understand what you're talking about. And I like that because it captures people that are not yet mums wanting to learn rather than them just learning off other mums. It's a really nice, mm-hmm. like you're going to school to be a mum, which I think is really cool. Um, yeah. Just want to ask you a quick question about your acting career. What's been like the coolest or your favorite gig you've had? Uh, I have to split it between two. So I mentioned I was on the national tour. I was on a national tour of Beauty and the Beast. And so that was an unbelievable experience. Yeah. I mean, I got to travel the country and Canada just dancing and singing on stages. Uh, What more could could you ask for? So that was a really unbelievable experience. But I'd say my favorite actual role was I got an opportunity to play Mary Poppins twice, actually. And that was just amazing because the character of Mary Poppins just really connects to me. And and actually, ironically, it's like this motherly type role um, of Mary Poppins where she cares for everybody around her and is a, is a little bit, you know, hard, uh, rough around the edges, but has a warm heart. And I just really connected to the character. So yeah, those, those were the best experiences by far. Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, that's kind of cool how you, how you've said like the interests, I guess, like act, act, the acting roles that resonated with you have also like a layover in the podcast you're doing now. I'm really curious. Yeah. So if you were acting and kind of in theater space, right, and then you decided to start a podcast, how did you come about landing on the Mamas in Training, I guess, concept? Because I think a lot of people who might be listening are intrigued to do something on the side, whether it be a podcast or an e-commerce business or start a community of some sort and they may have like a lot of competing interests or they don't even know what their interests are. Like how did you sort of land and find that niche? Well, I will say just in regards to a podcast, probably with any sort of side thing that you do, but especially a podcast, you know, it is, as you know, a lot of work. And so you do have to have it rooted in something that you are truly passionate about because it's, yes, anybody can just create a podcast, throw it up there and have episodes release. But in order to actually create something that you're proud of and have it grow, it takes a lot of TLC. So it actually, for me, took a little, while it's always been in this genre of motherhood, it took some time for it to adapt. And so I started it back in 2019. It came out of a time where, as I mentioned, um, I, I had a little shift in my career in the sense that back in actually going even back further, 2013, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and was put on medication for that, which ended up helping in the long run. But as a result, I could not have children. I could not get pregnant. And if I did, I'd have to have an abortion. So cut to you know, 2019, I had several years of performing and having this career that I was really passionate about. But my husband and I had been together now for mm, nine, 10 years. And at that point, and, you know, it was around the time where we were thinking we might want to start a family sometime soon. But in order to do that, I needed to get off of the medication that I was on. And I knew that that could take years I had no idea how long, but it could take a really long time. And so I was looking for something positive, first of all, to kind of channel my energy. Because when you're in this period of waiting, whether it's that you're suffering infertility or like me, you physically can't even try to conceive yet, 
you you just feel stuck and it's easy to focus on all the negativity and all the crap, you know, but to have something positive to focus your energy has truly been life-giving for me. And then simultaneously, all of my girlfriends were starting to have babies. And as it happens. Yes. And and the actual seed physically grew when I was um, visiting one of my best girlfriends. She had just had her baby two weeks old. I went over to visit. And first of all, just holding this angel on my chest, I was like, oh, my heart just broke open. But I was talking to her a lot about her experience just in the past two weeks. And she was saying, you know, when I'm pumping or breastfeeding, it feels really isolating because I have to Maybe if I'm visiting my in-laws, I feel like I have to go to the second bedroom or I have to go to this room in my office or whatever. And I thought, wait a minute, what if my podcast was about motherhood and preparing for motherhood? And while women are pumping or breastfeeding, they can listen to stories of how other women's journey went into pregnancy and, and birth and through motherhood so that they can feel like they're not alone. And so it originally started as the pumping podcast to give women who are pumping or breastfeeding something to listen to. And then it shifted um, back in 2020 when I was kind of realizing, where where am I in this? I kept on introducing myself as a mama in training. And I thought, I think this needs to be a little bit more like specific and, and actionable. Like what can we learn And it can be for women who maybe aren't even pregnant yet, but they just want to gather that information slowly. So that's where the inspiration came and how it sort of developed. I love that. I really think that's such a beautiful way that you've tapped into your surroundings and just something that seems like a natural extension of your curiosity and a need that's out there. So I think that's awesome. And it's so funny that we're having this chat now because I'm, you know, maybe two years uh, prior to thinking of starting a family. And that's something I've been thinking about the question of, you know, or when the time comes, do I just knuckle down in that nine months and just absolutely like educate myself and completely immerse myself in knowledge. But now you're starting to give me this thought of, well, if you found a podcast like yours and just started listening to it every so often or once a week, um, however often you release the episodes, then you can slowly start to gather that information, not have to like avalanche it all in one go. And I think that reading text or like info educational stuff is so different to hearing a story because in Mm -hmm. practice and anyone who's gone to university listening will know what you're taught in the books and then what it's like in practice is like two different things. And a podcast is such an organic space to, I suppose, share that information. So I I really admire um, the work you're doing and I think it's quite – Um, it's very courageous, I suppose, to almost have a podcast about something that you're just using as a tool to learn. I think a lot of people get scared of, well, I'm not going to start this podcast because I'm not an expert in it. And that could maybe not just a podcast, it could be anything. And I've actually had a really similar experience. You know, I think I'm a 26 year old um, and I'm, and I'm trying to encourage people to reconsider their balance, but am I an expert in balance? And then you just think like, you don't need to be, you need to be able to tell other people's stories and be able to share other people's stories and share those conversations. So I think that your story and I guess what inspired you to start Mamas in Training is really awesome. And I think it, it should inspire anybody listening if they're feeling that doubt or 
they're not sure that there's something they want to do and they feel like an imposter in kind of doing it. It's almost like you can use your hobby or your side hustle or your business to better yourself. Because if I look at the person I was when I started my business and and, uh, the podcast, sorry, and, and like yourself, like you've changed and evolved with it that's just like a natural extension. And and that's sort of like when you don't hate what you do, you love what you do because you're growing with it. So I, I just, exactly. I really appreciate you sharing that story. I think that's, um, that's really, really cool. Well, I mean, the thing is like in regards to being an expert, I think there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves to be an expert in order to teach or share or educate. And I think the expert title comes in when you just have the passion to learn and to share. And you don't necessarily have to have a degree. I mean, God, how many people are we learning from day in and day out who don't have a specific degree on whatever it is that they're teaching us? And we look at them as as experts. And so, I, yeah, I, I think it's a matter of just having that passion and having that drive and the the point of the podcast mamas in training is truly to give aspiring and expecting moms guidance and community from moms who have been there and i think that's what it is mm. that's what i hear most often is like the women that i interview gosh there's so much they want to say that they wish they had done and so sure you can dive in at 9 months absolutely and and go for it and you could have an absolutely beautiful easy calm experience But I do believe that if we have an opportunity to just, I like to call it drinking from the fire hose because there is so much information. So it's just like take in everything that you can and just let it sift through your brain. You know, it's not like Mm -hmm. if you listen to an episode of my podcast where I tell you how to create a postpartum plan, it doesn't mean that you have to take notes and actually create a postpartum plan right now just because even though you're, you know, two years out from having a baby, it just means that you've gotten that idea into your brain. Like, okay, this is something that I might need to do in the future. Would need and to then think when, about. Exactly. Mm. When that time comes, you'll, something will, will filter back in that file cabinet way back in the back of your brain and will pull out and say like, oh yeah, I remember this. Someone said this somewhere. And that is the best thing that we can do. And I think the other thing about it is, a lot of people, I've even, you know, when I say, oh, I have a podcast about motherhood, people are always like, oh, you're a mom or oh, you're expecting? No, but I'm just learning. And this is a way through podcasting. You can put in your earbuds, you can go for a walk, you can be cooking, you can be cleaning. No one has to know that you're quote unquote learning about motherhood. And you just get you know, to easily while you're multitasking, let the information seep into your system without any judgment from the outside world. Because until we change the, the, the way of the world and that, you know, we should be learning about this stuff, I believe like in our twenties, let's start to learn about this. Then it's not going to change people's perspective of it. But, um, but for us, we can yeah, change it. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. I really admire what you're doing. If I told you there was a device that not only tracked your sleep, exercise, and your menstrual cycle, but also gave you suggestions for how you should be training every day based off your performance in those areas, would you believe me? 
I'll spare you the suspense because Whoop have perfected this in their smartwatch. And since using it, I have become more confident understanding and learning from my body's intuitive signals. I love reviewing my sleep performance every morning and comparing it with the rest of my week to see how having one or two coffees later in the day or reading before bed changes my sleep quality. Yes, you can track all of these things and more like alcoholic drinks, whether you felt socially fulfilled that day, meditated, etc., to see what combination gives you the best quality of sleep. The best part for us women as well is it also factors in our menstrual cycle. You know how I have heaps of guests on that talk about training with your cycle? This literally takes the guesswork out of remembering which part of the month is better for what and will cue you and actually make suggestions every morning on what style is more appropriate. So on the first day of my cycle, it reminds me that based off where my hormones are at, resistance training is more appropriate. And what's crazy is it always reflects exactly how I'm feeling. It's been game changing for my balance because it honors that every day is different and reminds me that I intuitively know these things, but teaches me how to listen to them. If you want to try it out for yourself, click the link in the show notes and get your first month free. Now let's get back to the episode. I'm curious, what has been the best, I suppose, tip from any of your guests that you've heard or just just the biggest like aha moment you've had? Um, of all the guests you've had on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, there are so many. If you could choose one. (laughs) There are so many. Um, I think think I'll choose two if I can. Um, The first one that's truly impactful for anybody at any point. So you mentioned you're maybe two years out. This is something that you can actually do today that I think is really important because it's more about your, your, your body as a, as a female and as a woman, and it's to find and visit a pelvic floor physio. And so you might've heard people occasionally mention your pelvic floor, but usually it comes in after we've had a baby and people are saying like, I have incontinence, I, which is, I, you know, can't control my bladder or I have pelvic pain or I, you know, it's painful to have sex or any of these things. And Yes, that is common to happen postpartum, but it doesn't have to happen. And there's actually a massive importance for us to get checked by a pelvic floor physio, which is a physical therapist. I didn't even know that these people existed, but to (laughs) actually get checked by a pelvic floor physio before you get pregnant. So this is a prime time for us to get Mm -hmm. checked because we get kind of a baseline of where we're at. It's just like going to get a physical. You know, you want to know, like, is everything kosher? Is everything normal? But you might go to see a pelvic floor physio before you even get pregnant and discover that you have some challenges or maybe muscles down there aren't as, you know, strong as they should be. And so you can start prepping and making those muscles stronger now so that then they get Mm. stronger for pregnancy and postpartum and then you heal. But if safe, say if they're yeah. not, you know, where they should be before, then you go ahead and get pregnant. Maybe you don't do exercises to strengthen your pelvic floor while you're pregnant. You're just worsening the problem. Then in postpartum, you have issues. And now it's like so much more mileage that you have to go back and heal yes. from. A really awesome part about that too is you almost establish a baseline so that after like postpartum, you kind of know where you want to work back to. But if exactly. you don't have that starting point, you don't then know. you don't know like, well, was I like this before or is it just because of pregnancy? So at least it's like having a blood test like three months apart. You have that Absolutely. confirmation of where things were at the beginning. So I like that point. That's a really good point. 
Absolutely. So yeah, episode 71 of Mamas in Training is all about your pelvic floor. And I think so there's the other side to this coin too, is like there's so much shame around just knowing what your pelvic floor is. So many people don't even know what encompasses your pelvic floor and like to actually investigate it in a, in a safe and healthy way. So episode 71 for sure. And then this next episode is something that is, is more beneficial for once you actually are in the process of planning and maybe you have a partner that you're planning on doing this with. But episode 106 is basically, I I call it all about the dads, but it's how your partner could silently be suffering and ways to involve your partner from the beginning. And this was really powerful for me too, because so often when we're thinking about motherhood or when we get pregnant, it's all about us, you know, and like what's happening to our body, how it's changing, how much pain we're in, whatever. But our partner could really be suffering with maybe the fears that they're experiencing. And Ellie Weinstein, who I interviewed, he's he's one of the very few dads that I have on the podcast, but he actually suffered himself a panic attack postpartum because he had not dealt with the fears that he was experiencing when his wife was pregnant. And then it all kind of came crashing down. So it's really, he gives you some wonderful tips for how to connect with your partner and make sure that they're getting the support that they need to. So episode 106 and episode 71 are are probably my, they were my biggest eye openers for sure. Awesome. I'm well, I'm going to start with both of those and um and then work my way through all the podcasts, but Thank you. that's Good. really um I think that's a really both really powerful tips, but the second one in particular because you're right, like it, it does come down to like it's all about the woman and her body and absolutely like obviously that's so such an impacted part of the whole journey, but we can't mm-hmm. forget, you know, the other partners involvement in the process. So I think if you just had that awareness from the beginning, um at least in the back of your mind, I think it probably could make a difference for a lot of dads who probably will never speak up about it, if I'm being honest. Right. I agree. Thank you for sharing those. Um, of course. I wouldn't mind circling back to your healing journey, if you don't mind. Mm. Um, yeah. So your journey of healing yourself for your autoimmune disease um, in preparation for motherhood and, and obviously coming off that medication, can you talk to me about how you um, you know, what was involved in that process? So you've spoken a little bit about the positivity and the passion from the podcast and how that kind of has kept your headspace, I'm assuming, in, in a great place to kind of deal with this transition. Can you share a little bit about the other aspects involved in that um, in that journey? Yeah. So the whole craziness uh, <laughs> of my health journey started when I was about 25. And it was right when I was about to go on this national tour. So it's this weird balance as as the balance theory of experiencing probably one of the height of my career, a moment in, in which I just felt so much joy and, and excitement and thrill. And at the same time, I was diagnosed with this autoimmune disease. And Throughout actually my time on the tour, it just worsened. Um, I w- ended up going on some medication, um, but the medication in my mind actually made parts of it worse. So, in 2013, when I mentioned I was diagnosed, it was I was diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis, and it got to a point that it was so bad that I actually had to buy a cane in order to walk around New York City because I physically couldn't walk, and my husband actually had to 
boyfriend at the time, he had to carry me to the bathroom um, multiple nights because I just physically was in so much pain and I couldn't even get there to brush my teeth. So when it was, I ended up going on this medication, but then when I mentioned it was time for me to think about my future, I definitely could have chosen the option to just go on another medication, another biological medication that was quote unquote healthy for pregnancy. Sure. But for me, um, I don't know, maybe call it stubborn, maybe call it uh, a mission. I don't know. Intuition. <laughs> Intu- yeah, something. <laughs> I just wanted to do everything that I could to try to get completely off of medication. And I knew that it would be a hard path. But, you know, I think with anything that you might be going through, one of the biggest things is to just have a why. And that creates balance in your life, you know? So for me, I couldn't just decide to take this journey on without knowing why I was doing it. And any time that I would picture holding a little baby in my arms, that was enough for me. And I would just get emotional thinking about it. And so it made the process easier. Now, was it easy? No, but it made it easier. And I really, really do well with kind of schedules and order. (laughs) So I needed to follow some sort of plan. So what I decided to do is um, I had done lots of research in where psoriatic arthritis comes from, and I discovered that a lot of it comes from your gut and healing autoimmune diseases. If you heal your gut, then you have a good chance of, of healing the autoimmune disease. And so I decided to go on what's called the Dr. Amy Myers Autoimmune Solution. She has a cookbook and also a regular book, and it's a step-by-step process including recipes and what to eat every single day. And it's a, you know, yes, it's a diet. I like to call it a way of eating. And the hardest time was the first 30 days because you basically go on an elimination diet for 30 days. And then after those 30 days, you slowly, which is a very slow process, but you slowly start introducing different things and then taking them out and then the next thing and out and so on and so on. Until you come to a place that you discover what does affect your body and what doesn't, but ultimately never reintroducing gluten or dairy. Now, have I ever been perfect with that? No, of course not. But I've I've gotten as close as I could, and I started this journey back in 2019, and we're recording in May. I'm happy to say that in December of this of um, 2021, so going into January 2022, I'm 100% medication free. And so it, you know, it, it took a long time and it took a lot of patience and preparing and focusing on my why, but I did it. And I think that, you know, if you have something like that that's challenging that you need to go through in order to get the balance to to feel like you can make it, you just have to, you know, find that why for yourself. Yeah, I think that's so powerful and congratulations on backing yourself and doing the work and getting to where you are. I think that's such an inspirational um, journey that you've undertaken. And I want to go back to the very first thing you said about that reality of having the highest moment in your career and almost the lowest moment of your life. And I think that that polarity in life, that polarity that we can experience between the up and the down, 
I think the reality is so many of us experience them simultaneously, but we almost expect it to not be the way. Mm -hmm. And so I think that sometimes just being open to the fact that you can be thriving and just trying to survive in another area of your life is okay. And it doesn't take away, you know, from one experience or the other. Um, So I think that's just a really nice reminder that, you know, you you can be very, very successful in achieving things, even if some other things in your life aren't going as planned or also are not successful. Because I think we can get really hard on ourselves and feel like we're not 100% and feel like we're not balanced in every single thing just because a few things are out. So I can imagine that would have been extremely frustrating for you as well. Well, the thing is, it's funny that you say, you know, in the sense that you can have one and the other and they don't take away. But I think in contrast, at least in my experience, they actually fed each other because since I was in a place of so, like if I think about where I was before that national tour, I was living in New York City. I was pounding the pavement, as they say, going from audition to audition. And, you know, this concrete jungle here in New York City is is hard and challenging, literally and figuratively. And so if I went through that journey here in that situation, I don't know how I would have survived. But the fact that I had something that was so life-giving in this career Mm -hmm. and I was around people that were so supportive and so loving and I was getting to see all of this, you know, beautiful country that we have and and ex- experience all of these things you know it made the struggle that i was simultaneously experiencing so much easier because you know i i had those distractions and i had that support so in a way i actually think they supported each other and i'm so blessed that if i had to have gone through this that i did go through it when i did yeah yeah the the universe has its own divine timing i suppose yeah and, and not um, only that too but like there's I think we often wonder why we go through these things, but I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today and I wouldn't have my podcast every Wednesday if it wasn't for that struggle. So I think that's the other thing, you know, like people can't stand the comment, you know, everything happens for a reason, but there is a little bit of solace in that because I've been so fortunate to have this podcast to create this community that I've created and it's been so life-giving, but I never would have had it had I not had that struggle. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's a really nice reminder for anybody listening, going through a bit of a challenging time. You can't always see, you know, the end road or the result or the people you're going to meet as as a byproduct of what you're going through. But no, it's kind of all going to fall into place at some point in time. And I was exactly. listening to this other podcast by um, his name is Mo Gadot, and he's the author of Soul for Happy, which is a brilliant, brilliant book. But he talks about in the book how he used to work quite high up in Google X and he talks about them having done an experiment um, basically where they quizzed everyone, they did a big survey and they said, if you could think of the most challenging or traumatic thing that happened in your life and if we gave you a magic pill that would basically erase that thing from ever having happened but as a consequence, you would also remove the people you met, the things you learnt and the paths (laughs) that appeared would you remove that thing? And it was something ridiculous, like 99.99% of people said they would not remove the thing no matter how difficult it was. And I think that in hindsight, obviously everything in hindsight is nice to reflect on, but Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's something nice to just reflect on 
especially if you're going through something challenging. And it's something I often try and remind myself of to get me through those days where I'm not feeling my best or I'm struggling with difficult emotions or I'm experiencing like a bit of a hurdle in life or at work. So um, just something I thought I would share that I thought went really nicely with everything you've just mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Before I let you go, there's one thing I really want to, I guess, get your expertise on something I think a lot of people struggle with. I know we briefly touched on it before, but I guess I would love to know your tips on how listeners can find their why. I think sometimes Hmm. it's really easy to get locked into what we do, right? I'm a teacher, I'm a lawyer, I'm an accountant. And then they think, well, what would I actually want to do with my life? And people get really stuck not knowing, or what do I actually enjoy? And what is my why? What is my purpose? And I think you've so beautifully kind of fallen into your purpose and something that fulfills you. So I'd be really curious to hear if you had any tips for anybody listening on how they can find their why, if they feel like it's a little bit disconnected or if they feel like it's maybe evolving or they're just working it out. Absolutely. Well, you know, something like your why isn't something that you can just find. You know, you can say like, okay, I'm going to figure out what my why is. Come to me. Got it. You know, I will tell you how I found it and or I should say how I realized I had found it because oftentimes you have it in you, you have it somewhere in your heart, in your soul, but you just haven't observed it yet. So I like to do something every year. Instead of a New Year's resolution, I like to pick a word that I want to focus on for the year. And back in 2020, (laughs) with all the craziness that was happening before it even ensued, I had chosen for January of 2020, my word to be awareness. And I went through the year just always thinking about awareness. And the reason why I wanted to focus on this is because I wanted to sort of discover, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What is my purpose here? And what I found was being aware of anything and everything that was just kind of I like to describe it like coming across my desk, you know, figuratively. I was able to kind of just stop and think like, hmm, why did that just come into my life? And then let it go. But had I not focused on being aware that it came into my life, I might not have realized what I was doing. And so simultaneously, Mm. I came across in 2020 um, a, a podcast course. I already had my podcast, but it was all about growing your podcast and developing it. And it literally came across my desk. And I thought, hmm, why is this coming across my desk? Maybe I should investigate that. And in turn, I ended up signing up for the course and then rebranding the podcast to be Mamas in Training from the Pumping Podcast. Also, simultaneously, I was able to really start a a powerful relationship with my husband, even though we were stuck in this 600 square foot apartment together for the entire year with the pandemic. And simultaneously, I was able to really heal myself and get super strong mentally and physically. And so I would say, just start to be aware. And as things start to come into your life, or things start to 
even pop up into your inbox or your friends start commenting or saying things about something, you know, you hear something more than once, it's usually a sign from the universe that you should just be a little bit curious about that. And so some curiosity and some awareness, I think, can really shine a light into what your why should be and what your purpose is here. And then go with it. Just be willing to just like take take the bait and just dive into it and see what happens. But I would bet that if you did that, you you would discover it much faster. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's um, unfortunately not one of those things you can just look for and it's there. But I think I honestly wouldn't add anything else to what you've said. I think the curiosity with the awareness and the open mind leads you to roads that you can then, I guess, decipher on your own terms. And I think the scariest part about all of that or finding your why or trying things out for most people, well, I know for me, at least anyways, you're kind of scared that you have to run with something that you don't want. But I think the key thing to remember is being curious and being aware doesn't mean you have to stick to anything. It's just being open to things. And you can choose exactly like you said, like if something comes past your desk, you can say, okay, well, that was interesting. Let it go. You don't have to chase or pursue anything or commit to anything, but it's an openness because what if, you know, like what if that's the thing that you're really going to enjoy or what if that email leads you to meet the next best friend or the next business partner you've got, you know? So just having that curiosity, I think, and remembering that it's not a commitment, it's non-committal. You're just being open and I guess exploring things, I would say also is, is really great advice for people I guess looking for their why or purpose. I love everything that we've spoken about today on finding your why, on you sharing your story, on healing yourself, and particularly your inspiration, purpose, and mission with your own podcast, Mamas in Training, which I will definitely link in the show notes below. And I'll be checking out those two episodes that you've also so kindly shared with us today. So thank you so much for your time. And if people want to connect with you, if people want to connect with you a little bit further, where's the best place that they can follow along your journey and your story? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I would recommend go over and just check out the podcast, Mamas in Training, M-A-M-A-S. One of those episodes that I mentioned would be a great place to start. And if you're looking for a little bit more support, maybe in the future you're looking to become a mom, you're a mama in training like myself, then we'd love to have you join us in the Mamas in Training Facebook group. It's a completely free Facebook group that I created so that women who are like myself, who are aspiring future moms and expecting moms as well, can join in a community of women and learn from each other. And then we can also learn from women who've been there. And I'll send you a link so everyone can easily access it in the show notes. But you can just also search Mamas in Training on Facebook. And then you can connect with me more on Instagram at Mamas in Training Pod, P-O-D. And anywhere else, Mamas in Training, so mamasintraining.com. And please send me a message, whether it's on Instagram, through my website, anywhere. I really look for my listeners to develop my episodes. So if there's a question that you have, if there's something that you're going through, please let me know what it is. And I will find an expert to address that question and make an episode specifically for you. So yeah. I, I love connecting with people. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I look forward to connecting with everybody more in the Facebook community. Me too. And I really appreciate your time. I'm glad we finally got around to having this chat and I'll pop, pop links to your Instagram in the show notes as well. So everyone can go over and, and follow along. So thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll chat again in the future.